welcome to your first episode of the Rebirth, the new version of Jasmine's podcast. Um, Jasmine, what are you calling this new version of your podcast? So this little Rebirth, I feel like we've had an identity crisis this year, Um, but I think that's kind of not to get too deep too fast. I think that's on par with life, with growing, with evolving, with changing, and all that comes with it. And it's honestly, as scary as it is, it's such a beautiful thing. So I wanted to get back to basics, which kind of seems like a contradiction because you're like growing, you're changing. But I think sometimes you do need to go back to the beginning and just embrace it. And I wanted to have something simple, something straight to the point, something honest, candid, something just me. And that's just Jasmine. I wanted no frills, no extra hoopla, just you and I, the listener and I, or the listener and my guest co-host and I, but I just wanted it to be little nuggets of wisdom and chapters of life that we can experience together in real time. And as many of you may or may not know, I am someone who has worked in advertising for the last, I think, 10-ish years, which, oh my gosh, makes me feel a little bit old. Um, But, you know, with age comes wisdom. And in advertising, we have this thing called evergreen campaigns, which are, you know, your campaigns that run year-round, and usually you refresh them quarterly unless the creative is performing poorly, and then you change some things. Um, But it's something that you can basically see year-round. It's not seasonal. And I wanted content that was evergreen in this, like, kind of way if that makes sense to where if it's about healing we're talking about it if it's about what books I think every person should read regardless if you're a reader or not we're talking about it if it's about making wellness changes for yourself like for me and this is something we'll get into in the future I was and maybe still am a huge binge drinker. That's something that I was working on over the last like year, year and a half, um, and reevaluating my relationship with alcohol. Maybe we're talking about our relationships, like our intimate ones. Like, how do we choose the partners we choose? What's that look like for us? Are we choosing someone because we love them and we want to be with them, or because we're lonely and we're scared someone else won't love us at all? Um, just these deeper questions, you know. It sounds so corny, so cliche, but it's true. I want to talk about all of the things that we're going through on a day-to-day basis. And of course, we will, in between the talks of wellness, relationships, financial stability, um, career advice, all of that, in between all of that, we'll definitely have some sprinkles of fun and just lightheartedness because although I want this to be something relatable, I also want it to be digestible and exactly like a normal conversation with me would be, which honestly is a little bit all over the place and in the best possible ways. You said so many things that I really liked there. The first thing that I really liked was the back to basics. You wanted to like focus on simplicity and maybe that sounded, I don't know what you said. Um, But I think that is like a really noble, like thing to aim for the back to basics. I don't think it's boring. I don't think that it's, um, like avoiding fun or anything. I think that when we are out in the world, we kind of lose ourselves a little bit. Life is complicated. We don't know who we are sometimes. And so sometimes going back to basics is just finding yourself. And there's something so 
blissful and like content in simplicity. And so I think once you pass like young adulthood and you finally start to settle into yourself, we call it the basics and we call it simplicity, but there's something so pure about it that I think it is a wonderful thing for you to talk about for your listeners, especially in a version of your podcast where it's just Jasmine, just you and the listener, because your listeners are probably doing the same thing. They're trying to get back to basics. They're trying to simplify their lives and really settle into their identities. And then the next thing you said was about making it relatable and digestible. And I think that, like I just said, your listeners are probably going through the same life chapters. And so back to basics and finding simplicity and finding yourself is going to be the relatable content that they're going to be looking for, especially like you were talking about with the evergreen campaigns. Like you want it to be relevant. You want it to be year round and you want it to be something that they are able to connect with, engage with, and then really carry with them. We're in such a weird time with social media and I know I'm going to probably age myself here, but everyone is really trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell you a course if you want to learn how to fix your attitude or be happy, or they're trying to sell you things constantly to make you feel better about yourself. And the truth is you don't need to spend a dollar on that. You can get this advice either from your therapist or counselor or priest or trusted advisory or even just your favorite podcast or on Google where people are giving away such great and genuine and just heartfelt insightful nuggets of wisdom for free because we just want to share what we've been through and what to expect and I just I don't want it to be tied to like and not that I've ever been an influencer because I've been adamant about that but I do sometimes link stuff on my um, page the girl in Gucci glasses and I consider it more of a brand where it's like I'm talking about things I actually love and wear so if you notice like most of it's not quote-unquote on trend it's just stuff I vibe with and I'll link it because you know it's nice to get a little commission here and there for talking about the things you actually love but I didn't want it to be tied to anything like influential I just wanted this to be just Jasmine let's talk about life let's talk about the ins and outs there's nothing to buy there's nothing to sell it's just you and I, and we're going to run through it together and we're going to crush it. You talked about um, seeking advice and you mentioned a whole bunch of people that you trust, um, whether that's in your personal life or your spirituality or in your career. I have been leaning into one-on-one conversations. I've been going on more friend dates because my life is settling down a little bit finally. Thank goodness. And so a lot of the people that I didn't get to connect with over the past year I've been seeking them out and just having conversations with them, really deep conversations. And they don't last super long, but they're really reminiscent of like our podcasts where you have these things that are going on in your lives and you just dive into them with someone that you trust. And then you have this probably a shared background, but then you also have this shared experience where you get to grow together and I think I've grown more in the past two weeks just hanging out with people probably like three weeks hanging out with people one-on-one that I haven't gotten to talk to in a while than I did in therapy I grew in therapy but there's something so refreshing and renewing about having a deep conversation with someone who knows you and someone that you know because then you like you it is relatable. It's more relatable. You're not talking to a stranger, you know, 
And so when we have these conversations for your podcast, I really feel like maybe that's part of why they're so healing and relatable is because you and I know each other. Absolutely. And you know, what's great about our relationship is that we do know each other and it's so genuine, so authentic, and we're able to just be, even if we haven't seen each other in a minute or haven't talked every day, we can pick up the pieces and just jump right into it. And we have that connection. And I think everyone deserves to have that in their life. Um, and if you don't, I encourage you to reevaluate your circle and just don't be afraid to be alone in these transition transitionary times where you're growing. And if you're looking for others to be in your circle that are also on that continued journey of growth, um, it's okay to be alone in parts of that while you try to find those people. Because I think something that we don't really talk about enough is that we grow constantly or we're supposed to be. And sometimes that means growing past people that we used to hang out with or associate with. And that's not a bad thing. It's just a part of life. And I think everyone should hopefully have someone in their immediate circle, like what you and I have. And I think relationship relationships like this, you can't put a price tag on. They're invaluable. They are so perfect and wonderful and highlight all of the wonderful ups and downs of life and how life is just truly this beautiful thing. And I know this sounds so woo woo and we are like so emotional 11 minutes into this, but I just, I really wanted, I, I hate to say safe space because I feel like that term has been used and abused so much, but I wanted a safe space where people could listen and feel like we've known each other. And that was something that even in the past, I had feedback where people were like, this feels like I've known you my entire life. And I just wanted to really tap into that more. So this way, someone, no matter what they were going through, could find an episode that they could relate to and be like, wow, this is what I needed to hear. And I am so blessed and privileged, honestly, to have such deep connections with the people in my life. And to also have friends at this stage in my thirties where I don't have this huge list of friends like I did when I was in my twenties. And I'm actually grateful for that because I think I have curated this beautiful list of people that are actually authentic and have my best interest in mind, just like I have their best interest in mind. And part of that means holding each other accountable. And I have friends that will absolutely call me out on my behaviors or what I am accepting in my life, whether that is me saying I want to, I don't know, be more liberated and free and less stressed and then being like, well, you can't have these things until you let go of X, Y, and Z, whether that be a job that has you stressed or people in your life that maybe are bringing you down, whether that's in the form of a relationship or a different friend. Um, I'm just grateful that I have people that are like straight up, no nonsense. And they're like, Jasmine, you can't have this until you get rid of this. Or they're like, you say you want this, but you're still doing this. You know, I think it's important to have people that hold your feet to the fire and aren't afraid to be honest with you. And I know that's something I've always been as well. Like, I'm not just going to sugarcoat things. I'm going to keep it 100% or whatever the kids are saying. And I think that's important, but I also think it's just important to deliver it in a way that is loving and caring. Like, I want this podcast to feel like a hug, like from someone that you haven't seen 
in way too long who you adore deeply, if that makes sense. That feels oddly specific, but I want it to just feel good. I don't want it to feel like a, an emotional beat down. Cause I know anyone who's ever been to therapy, you need like a day after, or at least that like initial set of hours to just process and decompress because it's like an emotional hangover. I don't want it to be that level, if you will, because I don't want it to feel like, oh my gosh, this daunting thing. But I want it to feel like, wow, this is what I needed to hear. And it feels like it's coming from an old friend. I love so much of that because we literally, like, you said you wanted it to feel like a hug. And then earlier you said you wanted it to be a safe space. So I think that's the difference between conversations like these and therapy. Because in therapy, you're supposed to be vulnerable despite the fact that it will probably hurt. But in conversations like these, you can be vulnerable and feel comforted. So like, that's the difference, right? You're still having this open, honest conversation. And then you also said you want to keep it 100%. You don't sugarcoat things for your friends, but you say it in a loving way. I think that it just means that you're telling them the truth, but you respect them. And you can tell someone something they don't necessarily want to hear and not hurt them with it if you respect them. And there's just something so wonderful about all of that, like having a safe space where you can be vulnerable. It's like a hug and you're talking about hard stuff, but you don't feel attached or like injured afterward. Exactly. I think that's just crucial because I know I've had sessions after therapy and I would be like, oh my gosh, this is so deep. And I have like this like snot nose cry. Cause I'm an ugly crier, by the way, guys. Um, there's no pretty crying here. When I cry, I'm like, <gasps> and it's so dramatic. And there's like snot bubbles in my tears. My eyes are puffy for like a week after. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I want it to resonate with people, but I also want it to feel like something you enjoy and look forward to and where you're not like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get my weekly beat down from Jasmine because that's not what I want. So I just, I really do think it's important to just, I don't know. Um, I want it to feel like we're friends and I think that's important. I don't have anything to sell to you. I don't have anything to push other than good vibes. And if there's one thing I've learned in my life, it's to just be resilient and I think that's something that we should all be and embrace because, you know, life's going to throw us some punches, some curveballs, and we've got to just keep getting back up and learning from it and growing. Well, you said the magic word earlier. You said the word curate, which is something that my partner and I really talk about. And we've talked about since we started dating because I do struggle with it. I feel like I, I put up with a lot in my life and I let myself get used to a normal that isn't necessarily something I'm aiming for, which is what you talked about with your friends, where they're like, Jasmine, if you want to have peace and like relaxation, there are certain things you have to edit out of your life. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. And so you talk about resilience and this whole intro episode is about rebirth and renewal. And really what that boils down to is you have to have these deaths first you have to edit things you have to remove things and then you have to figure out what you're going to keep and what you're going to add and so this period of like rebirth and renewal is almost a conscious choice which is exactly what you've done with your podcast right it's a conscious choice yeah and on that note of being conscious I just felt like that was pretty on par with where I was at in life I was choosing every day to make conscious choices and I think we all do whether or not we realize it 
either we're making that conscious choice to allow negative things and people in our life, or we are making the conscious choice to do better and be better. And, you know, last year was rough for me. Um, I feel like I was around some people that just like, I don't know, didn't treat me the way I deserve to be treated. And, you know, that's also a conscious choice because I know this is going to be tough to hear, but we teach people how to treat us. And I think I was teaching people that it's okay. I'm a people pleaser, or I will let you just take what you need and just keep using and abusing, so to speak. And that happened on way too many instances with way too many people. And that's the crazy thing. So if anyone listening to this, if you are one of those people and you're like, oh my God, this whole episode's about me, it's really not because it applied to way too many people, so many people. And honestly, it doesn't need to be a list of 10, 15 people that have taken advantage of you. It can be just one, two, or three. And honestly, the truth there is anything over one is too much. Like no one should be taking the best parts of you and then throwing out the rest and just not pouring into your cup. Like you pour into others, but they also pour into you. And hopefully what they're pouring into you is not poison, but also love, grace, humility, accountability, and all of the things that we need to be successful and to continue our our journey and path of growth, enlightenment, and healing, all of that. Um, And I don't know, I just felt like I went through a lot and it wasn't necessarily all bad because I, last year was like a fever dream. Like there's good and bad parts to that. Um, and I don't know there, I don't regret anything or anyone that was in my life. I think people and situations are in your life for a reason. And this year, I know I started the year, um, with a death in the family and I, had some other things happen. And I was like, you know, I'm not just going to sit here and say, I'm tired of the same old same and keep doing the same things. And, you know, last year, right before Christmas, well, really before Thanksgiving. So in November, I was essentially closing the door or had the door closed on me for a relationship that I, that was no longer a one that I needed to be in. And then this year, I felt like my eyes were kind of opened with just like how much I just needed to stop. I needed to pause. And I was so overwhelmed. And I just felt like, although I am so great at managing stress and different levels of chaos, it is honestly my strong suit. And I don't know if that's a good thing sometimes because it's like, ugh. But I just needed to pause. I needed to get back to basics for myself. I needed to not be in a relationship where I'm questioning where I stand every single day. And I needed to like not feel scared to be myself. I needed to be at a job where I could continue growing and learning and not for me spend an hour each way commuting and sitting in traffic because anyone that's been in Dallas can relate to the fact that, uh, rush hour traffic is the worst. Um, and that was stress. Um, I just had so many areas of stress and where I was just like, I had not a mental breakdown, not a minty B, although there was nothing wrong with that, but more of a mental breakthrough. And I was like, enough, this cannot continue. I need to be selfish because here's the thing. When you are selfish, you are making that conscious choice to choose yourself. And I felt like for the longest time I had gone too long, not choosing myself, 
it started with maybe slacking off on, you know, doing my gratitude journal or going to get my hair done or things that sound vain or kitschy, but that honestly helped me feel good. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know? Um, so I needed to choose myself. And I, after my relationship ended last year, this year, I left my job early in the year and I know I could have stayed and it was great, honestly. Um, no hard feelings on either end or I don't think, but I was just like, I just needed to process my life and so many things that had been going on privately and I needed to regroup, get back to the basics. And I took, I think, oh my gosh, like most of this year off. And I just, I traveled initially because I love to travel. I love to meet new people. I love to try new things. And that was great. I loved it. But then I was like, I just need to be okay with me one-on-one -on -one, by myself. And I spent so much time just in my apartment, like just reflecting with myself, talking to myself, journaling reading my Bible, reading books, practicing self-care, um, taking bubble baths, because I know like everyone has a different definition of self-care, but to me, a bubble bath can be self-care because you have to be still. And for someone that is not used to just being still and is always on the go, it is almost like you have to force yourself to practice self-care because you're like, okay, you can't just get, I mean, you could just get right out as soon as you get in, but That'd be a waste of your $10 bath bomb and all the water you just poured down here. So I was like, I, don't, I just had to force myself to be okay being by myself and knowing, regrouping internally. Like, what did I actually want from life? What did I want from my relationships with my romantic partners, with my friends, with my colleagues? What did I want from a job? Um, what did I want from all of these different things? That's the conversation I had to have with myself. And I also had to learn about boundaries because quite frankly, I was not practicing um, emotional safety, um, which sounds, again, very kitschy, very woo-woo, but it's true. I was letting too many people into my life and too many people have all of this access and I needed to kind of revoke some of that access because the truth is not everyone deserves access to you, especially to the most private parts of you, if that makes sense. So I really just had to regroup. And I am so grateful that I was able to do that because I know we're in the midst of what a silent depression, some are saying, and others are saying a full-blown recession. And the fact that of all the times to up and leave your job and just have this sabbatical and not crisis, but time for yourself was during that. And that I was able to like come out on the other side of it financially and emotionally intact, I think is pretty monumental, honestly. Um, and of course I didn't do it alone. Like, I mean, you know, I think you get lessons and you get new tools in your toolbox from everyone that you meet and everything that you go through and good or bad, you, it's a learning experience. And I also feel like I am a fighter and someone who doesn't just settle. I think you can either be a victim of circumstance and let life happen to you, or you can happen to life and you can make life exactly what you want. And I know in the future, we're going to do an episode on happiness, but a little preview of that, something I believe wholeheartedly is happiness is a choice. You can choose to be happy. It's hard. And I'm going to be honest, some days are not going to feel great, but you have to make that conscious choice to be like, you know, this is happening, but here's how we're going to fix it and what we're going to do. And here's how we are going to like 
get it together, smile and be okay and happy that we are still here because honestly, every day really is a blessing. It's a gift and it's a privilege. And I don't want to just phone it in. Um, nothing is promised. The world's kind of insane. And I feel like as a millennial, we've gotten the short end of the stick for a long time. And I know this is like such a long winded, like, conversation or a little monologue I've got going, but we've been through a lot of trauma, whether or not people realize it. Um, not even just personally, just with what we've experienced from pretty much birth to now, isn't this what our second or third recession, um, on top of everything else. And it's like, you know, sometimes you just, you have to pause and you have to be like, we're still standing and we're going to make the most of it. And we're going to embrace what happens and what curveballs life throws at us. And we're going to come out on the other side. And I don't want to be corny, but you know, I love to like quote books, right? And I love to read all types of books. So there's this book I got when I was working at um, Urban Outfitters and it's called The Gucci Mane Guide to Greatness. And yes, that's like Gucci Mane. And in one of his chapters, he talks about being resilient. And I just want to read like, there's actually two sections of this book I want to read to you guys, but and this particular passage, he says, I've gone through so many things. What has kept me resilient through my life? Self-talk and encouraging myself are what made me shake it off and be prolific instead of being down on myself and being in the dumps. Self-talk helps keep me productive and in a hyped stage. It got me out of the hole and hyped me up like a fighter. When I'm up against the ropes, I tell myself, I'm going to get through this. I know what they're saying, but I'm going to show everybody and show myself that this isn't going to be the end of me. By putting it out there and saying that, you're going to start doing things every day to do that. It takes so much discipline to be resilient. Resilience is about bending instead of breaking. You need to keep your focus and follow your passion, even when nobody is around. What are you going to do when nobody's around? You know, that's, something that sticks with me because it's true. Who are you when no one's around? What are you going to do when no one's around? It's easy to talk this big game that you're going to do all of these things, but are you really, and how are you going to get there? And you have to make that, like you said, conscious choice. So that's like a long winded way to answer what you asked, I think. And I can't even remember at this point, but hopefully that makes sense. No, it does. Listen, I always love a good Jasmine monologue because you take us <laughs> so many places. Um, I have so many comments about the, like, choosing happiness, um, but I'm going to save them because I'm like, we will actively begin the happiness episode if we start talking about it. So i um, going to write those down and keep them for later. Um, but no, you talked about your whole last year about how you really went introspective and you withdrew and you rediscovered yourself. Um, by taking it back to basics and really asking yourself what matters. And so now we're entering this new chapter of Jasmine, just Jasmine. We're entering the new era of your podcast, which is rebirth. So you've done all of this work, this the prerequisites. You've really dived into yourself and now you get to do the rebirth where you get to grow and express yourself um, now that you have really simplified and figured out what truly matters to you. I don't know. I guess things don't really have to be complicated. Life doesn't have to be complicated. And that's something I've said before in the terms of even just dating with relationships. And it's that 
when it's meant for you, it won't hurt. It will make sense. You won't have to question things. But truthfully, that's a philosophy I think applies to life in general. Anything or anyone that's meant for you, it will click. It won't hurt. It will feel natural. There won't be a lot of questioning. Um, and sometimes the process to get to that point is filled with a lot of questioning and a lot of messiness. But once you get there, it really is beautiful. It's like, I don't know. Maybe that's one of the cool parts of being in your 30s is things just start to click and they start to make sense. Well, I think so before you really know who you are and what you want, I think that's when life feels the most messy and complicated. Because once you know who you are and what you want and like your values and what matters to you, everything just becomes that much more clear. And so it's easier to make choices and move forward and sometimes leave things behind. And it feels simple because you have this sense of self and sense of purpose. So I think it's both. Life is always messy and always complicated. But depending on where you are in your personal journey determines whether or not it's just really simple, really crystal clear what you're going to do, how you're going to navigate forward, or if you're lost and you're confused, in which case the messiness and the complicated nature of life just kind of sucks you under. And I think, again, I gosh, you guys are going to get sick of me saying conscious choice, but it really at some point becomes a conscious choice to not let life suck you under and stay under, you know, you've got to get out of that pit, get out of that um, ocean of sadness, whatever it is that you're going through and rise above it. And I just, I think it's too easy to just throw in the towel and be like, you know what, this is the hand I've dealt. I give up. I'm tired. And yeah, I get it. We've all been tired. Life is crazy. And we've all truthfully been through horrible things. And this isn't going to be an episode about trauma Olympics because the truth is everyone has trauma in their life or has experienced trauma. And at the end of the day, we need to, all trauma is trauma. We need to accept that and we need to embrace it and not be ashamed of it or not feel guilt or not feel like we're in over our heads. Like truth is we probably are in over our heads, but we've got to choose, make that conscious choice to get up, put our big girl or big boy pants on and say, you know what? I'm going to be okay. I am choosing myself. I'm choosing to be healthy. I'm choosing to be happy. I'm choosing to be whatever it is that you want to be. And really mean that, say that, tell it to yourself until you believe it. Otherwise, like, it's just, it's scary to think like the other day I was crying to one of my friends, Lisa, cause I was like, man, I really feel like God and I'm a spiritual person. I'm okay. Obviously if others aren't, because I can acknowledge we all believe different things. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things of life, by the way, side note, I was just having a moment with her and I was like, you know, I really feel like God is showing me what could have happened if I didn't like, if I didn't make the choices I made to get me where I'm at now. And that was on an emotional level, on a physical level, spiritual level, all of the things. And because I was just like, wow, it was like this situation had happened that I was made aware of. And I was like, wow, that could have easily been me. And thankfully it wasn't. And I, it's just, I don't know. It's wild because you really do have to choose yourself and you have to make a conscious effort and choice to not be a victim and not let life 
kick you down or keep you down more importantly. Cause you know what? We all get down sometimes. It's okay. We're going to be knocked down once, two, three, four, five, maybe 10 times. Who knows? Maybe 10,000. But the key is to keep getting back up. See, I want to go back and tell my 20 year old self, like, cause she went through a rough time. She didn't know what she wanted. Everything was going poorly. Nothing was coming easily. And it's because I didn't know what I wanted back then. I was, I didn't know what I wanted. So I just let myself aim for the things that other people told me I should want. And it, it clearly wasn't working. Um, I, you're young, you're in college. Usually when you're 20, you're trying to establish a career. If you're not in college, you're probably trying to pay rent, which was a big part of what was a struggle for me was just paying rent, but I didn't know what I wanted. So it, it was overwhelming. I did let life suck me under. I wish I could go back and tell her sometimes all you can do is admit to yourself and everyone else the things you don't want. Because if you don't know what you want and you're just aiming for things blindly and recklessly, you're going to struggle and you're going to fail because you don't want it. And so if you just admit the things you don't want and you stop aiming for them, then at least you get to apply your efforts elsewhere until you figure out what it is that you do want. And I think I waited entirely too long to admit the things that weren't working to myself and to others. But once I finally did, my life really started to like readjust and started to refocus. The path narrowed and I really got to dive into who I was and what I wanted, which was really freaking hard. But um, I think a critical thing is you, you keep saying like choosing happiness and choosing what you want. And I think for a lot of people, they don't know what they want. And for me, especially back then, that was a large part of what made me feel like I was already a failure. If I don't know what I want, and so I don't know what to be doing to get what I want at 20, 20, who you're not supposed to know what you want. Right. But I felt like I was already a failure, especially like in my parents' eyes, in my eyes and like my high school classmates' eyes, because I wasn't doing all these amazing things four years after we graduated from high school. And if I had just given myself permission to not want things, I could have moved forward that much sooner, that much faster. And I think that my life would have, I don't want to say started, but felt like it started. I would have felt like I had permission to start growing and establishing myself that much faster. You know, I just want to say as a friend and someone who actually knows you that I feel like you've done monumental things first off. Um, and that in high school, we all have these perceptions of, of course, others, but also of ourself. And we, the truth is, are still you know, learning, growing, figuring out who we are. And we don't know who we are in high school, no matter how much we think we are. Our senior senior superlatives, as great as they are about maybe saying who we are in that moment, they're not who we are long-term. And, you know, sometimes it can be a lot of pressure, like, and people don't realize that they're putting pressure on you. But the truth is, we don't know who we are in high school, and we don't even know who we are in college. And I think that's kind of one of the best and 
most intimidating parts of growing up is that it's okay. You're not supposed to have it all figured out. You're supposed to figure it out as you go. And yes, while it makes it great to have an idea of who you are, what you want, it's okay not to know these things when you're young because you're young. You're trying everything and seeing what sticks to the wall. And there's this thing called grace. Like you have to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself permission to mess up, to do things differently, to try things. And, you know, I think whether or not anyone listening realizes this, we all to a degree pursue what other people want for us before we are like, okay, that's enough. This isn't what I want to do. And you know, that's, it's normal as crazy as that is to say. And I think what makes it not okay, but worthwhile is knowing that eventually when you do find yourself and what you want from life and have these conversations with yourself, you're like, okay, can't believe I did this, but you know, at least I did it. Got, got the t-shirt, got the little check mark, um, and can cross off the list. But now I know what I want and never want. And I think that's the silver lining. And I don't know. I think that's okay. You know, I mean, who I was at 20 is not who I am at 30, even though, you know, what's crazy is I've had people reach out for my twenties thinking I'm the same person. And I'm like, um, yeah, <laughs> that ship has sailed. Congrats on finding my information and my number and tracking me down, but I'm not the same person now that I was then, you know, and I don't think you should be, and I don't think you should feel bad about it. You shouldn't beat yourself up over it it's part of life. Like who was I in my twenties? I was a girl in college. I was double majoring with my bachelor's. I was doing political science and mass comm because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer because I was like, yeah, I guess that's what I want to do mom and dad. And then I took a mass comm class and I was like, this is what I want to do because everything is different every single day. It's a challenge. It's fun. It's exciting. It's creative. It's analytical. It's all of the things. It's not so buttoned up and boring. And then I went off and did my master's. And, you know, although those are the buttoned up portions of my 20s, I also was like not a heavy party girl, but I was definitely one for casual relationships, fun and living. And, you know, I don't regret any of it because I think, you know, you have to experience life and you have to experience it on your own terms and grow on your own terms. And no two paths are the same. Everyone's trajectory to growth is different. And, you know, again, who I was then is not who I am now. I'm grateful for the education and the awesome parts like my career, starting out as an ad exec right out of college. That was pretty cool. But like now, who am I? I'm kind of a crunchy little bit of a granola girl, a little bougie, a little granola, um, a little hipster, a little hippie. And I like rad music, cool people that are all about authenticity and good vibes. I know vibes is such a millennial and kitschy thing, but. I'm a little kitschy and I'm okay. I embrace my quirks. I embrace my weirdness. Take it, leave it, love it, hate it. I'm okay with who I am. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we all have to tell ourselves is that I love me. You don't have to love me, but I love me enough for the both of us. And it's not out of a place of arrogance. It's out of a place of I've grown and I've healed and I've done the work and I don't need to be liked by everyone. I'm not for everyone and everyone is not for me. So you talked about how last year you introspected and really figured out who you were. I wish that we could tell our 20 something year old selves that listen at 30, you're gonna do that again. You're gonna refigure it all out. And then you talked about loving yourself and your identity and who you who you were, 
who you were trying to be and then discovering, oh, no, I'm actually these other things. And there's something so liberating about letting yourself exist instead of trying to, like, carve yourself into a shape, you know? (laughs) In case no one has told you specifically, Paulina, I'm proud of you and I am so proud of your journey. And to any of you listening, I'm going to repeat that same thing because guess what? If you're listening and you're still here like almost an hour later, I'm proud of you. Like I'm proud of you for choosing yourself. And I think we all need to just, and we're going to have an episode on gratitude, but we also need to have gratitude and grace with ourselves, and realize how proud we are. Just even if it's as simple as getting up in the morning and making your bed and choosing to fight another day, like be proud of that. You know, we have all overcome so much. And I feel like this podcast started as a, like, who am I? What am I about? What, what to expect? And it went deeper. And that's the thing. That's what to you you guys are going to expect from this pod is that you should a expect the unexpected, but at the same time, expect those deep and candid conversations that make you think or make you feel, or hopefully leave you feeling empowered to take on the day, take on the week, take on what life throws at you and know that you can bounce back. Literally, you talked about making the bed. Like there were days where even just doing that, there are still days where even just doing that, like giving yourself grace and doing yourself the honor and the service of acknowledging what you have been able to accomplish and not focusing so much on where you should be or what you should have done and rebirth is do you think that rebirth is really just like reframing (laughs) i think it's whatever you want it to be i think rebirth can be as simple or as complex as you make it for me i think it's about growing it's about transitioning it's about going from a caterpillar to a butterfly it's about you know healing it's about realizing that you're different and that's okay. Things have changed and things are supposed to change and it's not going to be the same as it was. And that's not a bad thing. That's not something to be scared of. So I think that's how I would categorize rebirth. I like the, I love a butterfly metaphor. Listen, that is top of my list. I I don't even care like if it's used a whole bunch, but (laughs) The literally that like existential terrifying moment of realizing that you have changed, realizing that you are different, which is rebirth, right? You come out of this chrysalis, you come out of your cocoon and holy crap, you're something else completely. You've never been this before. Everybody else is like, holy crap, that's a really pretty butterfly. But you're like, oh my God, I have wings. What do I do? (laughs) But it's like, it took... I think something that's important to remember is the path it took to become that beautiful butterfly. Like you were a cool little caterpillar, but then you were like this kind of ugly, nasty, crusty little cocoon, like the process to beauty. And of course that can be symbolic, symbolic for whatever you want it to be, but it's a messy process, much like life. Like life is this big scribble. The path to success is a scribble. It's not a straight line, you know? I just love all of this. I think about, I don't mean this to be mean or anything, but I think about your last year where you were like at home, you took a sabbatical, like a professional sabbatical. You were in your bubble baths, you read your books, you went on your dates alone, 
as you being in like your little jasmine cocoon. That little cocoon was exactly what I needed because I just, again, feel like I was, I don't regret anything in my life or anyone that has been in my life, but I was like, you know, I've got to choose myself more. Um, I don't think I was doing that enough. I think I was choosing what everyone else wanted for me. I was choosing everyone else to, instead of myself. And I was like, I need to do things differently. Like I want to be happy. I want to not be stressed. And yes, stress is a part of life, but you know, okay, here's the thing. Okay. Full disclosure. I had this really scary run in where I thought I was going to die a couple of years ago. Um, I blacked out. Like I was super dizzy and just like blacked out. And I ended up waking up in the ER and I really couldn't see, I was going through all of these different things. And long story short, I had this condition. I think you always kind of have it. It's just whether or not it's benign and it's called idiopathic intracranial hypertension. And alongside that, I had papilledemas and they were like advanced stages. Um, I had a brain surgeon that I met with at one point. I had several neurologists and ophthalmologists and neuro-ophthalmologists and a whole team of specialists that helped get me back where I needed to be. But really two standout doctors who I still see for my annual checkups. And that's my neurologist and my ophthalmologist. They are two of the coolest, most intelligent, fun, loving, kind people and quirky and just awesome. But I don't know, like, it's crazy because when I thought I was going to like die and then realize I was going to live, but possibly lose my vision, I want to take advantage of every single day and go crazy. So I lived like great Gatsby style. Like, But the truth is like, as I was growing, I was realizing like, I don't need to do all of that to appreciate my life, to appreciate who I am. And I started slowly working on myself internally, externally. And I don't know, um, uh, my condition healed. It got better. My vision was here to stay. Thank goodness. I was so petrified about that because, you know, not being able to see is scary. And I'm very grateful for the healthcare team I have and that I've had, um, and again, specifically my neurologist and my ophthalmologist, those two people are just the greatest blessings in life. And I'm just so grateful for them. Recently, I had a check-in with my neuro and on my patient report, because, you know, doctors write a wrap up and at the end of it, he literally puts, and I saw this in my, my chart or whatever, because I got the alert like at 10 PM at night. And I, I don't know if that's when someone was annotating, submitting, whatever, but it was like, oh, new patient record uploaded. And in the bottom of it, it says patient is less something to the effect of patient is less stressed patient is doing well health is great nothing to worry about just continue current like plan of care which is for me choosing myself for the best health care you have to be honest to get the best advice from your doctors and that's exactly what I did I was honest about like any of the stressors in my life anything I was doing whether that was drinking or whatever um and long story short yeah the patient notes uh, a couple weeks ago said patient not stressed. She's doing great. She's happy. She is no longer in the relationship she was in. She's no longer at the job she was in. She's taking time for herself and doing great. I get that everyone's path to healing is different, but I did it without any kind of like medicine, drugs, extensive counseling. I truly just woke up and accepted that there will be good days, bad days and everything in between, but I'm going to choose to fight another day. And I'm also going to choose not to let stress get the best of me or the crazy situations in life. But again, it's like a conscious choice. 
So I don't know if that makes sense, but I definitely had to do the work within the last couple of years, but especially the last year. Cause I was like, I don't want to go backwards and I don't want to just coast. I want to be happy and I want to be healthy. No, I think, so you, you talked about like not shaming anybody for what their journey looks like. And we're definitely not going to do that. How somebody heals is entirely up to them, but you are absolutely allowed to celebrate your wins without how you won making somebody else feel bad about however they're going to win. So I think you are allowed to celebrate your victory. You did your whole year. You have a literal note from your doctor that says that you are doing much better and we are allowed to celebrate that with you. I literally cried because it was just so like, because I know a lot of people talk about how they're in bad relationships or in bad jobs or whatever. And although like it might not have been that bad, any of the situations I was in last year, it was more so that I just needed to stop. I needed to just be about Jasmine, not be about everyone else and everything else. I know we are going to wrap up the episode and this kind of turned into like a rebirth and about and what to expect alongside a little bit of, you know, life advice. But I wanted to just really quickly touch on this one last passage from the book before we wrap up. And again, it's from the Gucci main guide to greatness. I know you guys, whatever you can judge me, but it's a solid book. Um, There's advice from everybody you just have to be receptive to it. And anyways, it's in the chapter that says, choose your friends carefully. And he says, even when I was a kid, I started seeing that I was different. I had big dreams and many of the people around me didn't. Watch who you choose as friends. Your circle can be your biggest asset or your biggest liability. Friends are there to give advice, but there's good advice and there's bad advice. Don't take advice from the wrong people. Just watch who you surround yourself with and the environments you're in. And that's the secret sauce to, you know, growing and becoming who you want to be and who you should be and deserve to be. Yeah, I remember you said the magic word earlier, curating. And he didn't, he didn't say curating, but that's essentially what it is. You're curating your friends, you're curating the advice that you receive, you're curating your life and making sure that everything that you are choosing is carrying you toward where you want to be. Exactly. So I just want to get ready to wrap up the episode because I feel like we could definitely talk all day about growth and healing and all of the beautiful things. But you guys, this is a new era. We're ending this year on a high note and we're celebrating our wins. If that win was you leaving a toxic relationship, leaving a job, getting a new job, or starting your own business, or whatever that thing is, we're just making your bed that day and getting up and brushing your teeth. Celebrate those wins because I am proud of you. And more importantly, you should be proud of you. Now, this is Just Jasmine, a wonderful podcast where I hope you sit down and grab a cup of coffee or tea or glass of wine, whatever feels good to you and just enjoy the 30 minute to hour episodes. Um, I can't promise that we will always be at 30 minutes, but I will try to keep it under an hour. But I hope that you come for the insights, stay for the vibes, the laughs, the honesty. And, you know, I am just 
another millennial. I'm 33 now. I just recently celebrated my birthday. I am just like you. I have gone through life and I feel like I've learned a lot in that process and I'm excited to share that journey with you. And some episodes will be one-on-one. Some will be with friends like Paulina. And this is a space where I want it to feel positive. I want it to feel uplifting. I want people to feel like, okay, I, I needed to hear that and it's going to be okay. Like that's, the takeaway from any of my episodes is knowing that, hey, it's going to be okay. And more importantly, you're going to be okay. So I'm excited for this journey. I'm excited for this rebirth. Paulina, I am so thrilled that you hopped on and kind of led the conversation because you were so great at just that. You guys, if you made it for the whole hour, thank you so much. I cannot wait to continue this journey together and this rebirth. I will definitely be doing maybe some throwback Thursdays or way back Wednesdays where we you know, highlight some of those older episodes from past seasons of keeping it casual with the girl in Gucci glasses or the miscellaneous millennial, because there were some great episodes in there that I think still stand the test of time that I will republish. But for the most part, you know, what can you expect? You can just expect great vibes and honest conversations and good laughs because that's all I want. I want you to feel like you can breathe. I want you to feel uplifted. I want you to know that you are amazing. You're doing great. And to give yourself more credit and to know that it's going to be okay, because sometimes that's what we need, especially in these trying times is to hear someone say, it's going to be okay, because guess what it is, and nothing is forever. And that includes your darkest days. I, I, you said you want it to be like a hug and that felt like a hug. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's the vibe. I honestly, I hope that they get from this season, everything that you just said. I hope that people feel uplifted regardless of what stage of their life they're in and I hope that maybe like how vulnerable you and I try to be is an example of how vulnerable they can be with themselves specifically but hopefully in their life with their their trusted loved ones so that we can all sort of move into a new era a rebirth um, where we just get to be open and honest and heal completely. I love that. Well, you guys, here's to a season of healing, to growing, and to being reborn. And I know it can be chaotic because it's Q4. We're ending the year. We've got Thanksgiving ahead. We've got Christmas. But just breathe and know that you're going to get through it. And we're going to crush it. And next year is going to be our best year yet. And you know what? If you made it this far, congratulations. I'm proud of you for listening. And I hope that you tune in for future episodes. And In the meantime, my name is Jasmine. This is Just Jasmine. And today we are joined by Paulina. If you want to hear more, be sure to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast, including Spotify and Apple Podcast. For more about me, you can check me out on social media, including Instagram at the girl in Gucci glasses, or you can follow my blog at the girl in Gucci glasses.com. Thanks you guys so much for tuning in. I look forward to this season together. And if you have any questions, comments, or want to submit a question of the day or potential podcast topic, there is a link in this episode description to submit just that. So you guys, thanks again for tuning in. I will see you next time. Have a beautiful week. Bye guys. Bye.